Shalom, my brother. Rabbi, the message is getting daft. Samach Zayin. Today's daft discusses whether mili loy mimsuran l'shliach, whether words can be passed on from the shliach. We list a couple of things that are kosher, but you still shouldn't do them. Pointing uh, people to bring a shliach, uh, to bring the sefer to write the get. Are we choshes that maybe the sefer is going to end up signing and not the person who we appointed? We learn about the various midos of the chachamim. How Rabbi Yosi was nimuke imoy. We learn about the halachas of instructing a group to write a get. And that completes the sixth parak of Parak Oimer. We begin the seventh parak of discussing a get with someone who has a mental illness and cures for a fever, the chills. We begin with the Gemara, the end of Samach Vavimabes, that tells us Does Rabbi Yosi really agree that if someone tells his shliach, Omroi, that you can appoint other people, then that's okay? Nishliach has the right to pass on his instructions to create this get. The problem is we have in a Mishnah that if someone had a cipher write up his get and an aide signed it, it's kosher. And Rebbe explains that one aide signed it and the cipher himself signed the second signature. The cipher was the second aide. And Rebbe says that our Mishnah is Rebbe because he holds that mealy words loy mimser on the shliach. He doesn't give it over to the shliach. The shliach can't in, pass on instructions. Only the instructions given directly from the Baal can be executed. Otherwise, we'd be choshish that the aide was the one that appointed the cipher to be the second aide, and that's not what the Baal asked. And if, says the Gemara, you're going to tell me that Rabbi Yossi actually agrees that Omri works, the Shriach can pass on it, you're going to have some terrible situations because sometimes you'll have a Baal that tells two people, go tell Omri, tell the cipher to write out again, and have these two people be the, the aid in the signatures. And just because they're going to be embarrassed, like what, the cipher is not going to be able to sign it, the, the get that he wrote, and they're going to let the cipher sign it, and not the person that the Baal said he wanted to sign it. The Gemara says, we're not worried over there, because while we say that that would be a kosher get, we say kosher veloy tasik. You still shouldn't be knowing like that, even though technically it would be kosher. Therefore, people don't do it because we know that this isn't something you're supposed to do, even though it's kosher. I, why aren't we worried about a case where the husband will tell two people to tell the cipher to write the get, and, I, and he wants these two people to be the signers? Maybe over there, one of them will give up his chance to sign it for the, because of he want, an embarrassment. He wants the cipher to be one of the aidim. And again, the Baal wanted this one person to be the... these two people to be these signatures, and now they let the cipher do it. That's not what the Baal requested. That wasn't their shlichus. The Gemara says over there also, we say, kosher v'loy ta'asekein. So Klyasol doesn't do that. We're not worried. Oh, says the Gemara, that works only according to the Mandamaru who says, kosher v'loy ta'asekein. But there's another Mandamaru who says that kosher v'loy Go ahead and do it. What are you going to say over there? The Gemara answers, Rabbi Yoisi, he holds both. That if you tell three people to make a get, that they have to do it themselves. They can't pass it on. And he also holds that Amri, Imru doesn't work if he tells the Shliach that he can pass it on. No good. Shmuel holds that yes, three people can't pass on a shlichus. They have to figure out how to make again and do it themselves. They're like a bezdin. But he disagrees by Umru and he says that Umru would work if he tells the shlich that he could pass on the shlichus to get the get done. That would be a In the same uh, line, Shmuel tells us that Rebbe holds that is like Rebbe Yossi because, but which Rebbe Yossi? The Rebbe Yossi that says that he can't pass on the shlichus because he didn't give over his words to the shlich to be able to pass on to another person. The words were said from the Baal to the Shleach, and now the Shleach has to get it done. Sir Shimba Rebbe tells him, I, Rebbe Meir, 
And Rabbi Hanina is Oinoi. They disagreed with Rabbi Yaisi back in the case of, of, of someone appointing three people to write his get. So why are you saying to pass like Rabbi Yaisi against these two Tanoim? So Rabbi says, my son, be quiet. We have, you never saw Rabbi Yaisi. If you did, you would realize that Nemukai Imoi, he's strong and clear, he has the right psak. We have a Brisa where Isi ben Yehuda says, he, he, all the, the praises of the Chachamim. He says that Rameir was a Chacham, he was also a Soifer, writing Torah and Tefillin. Rabbi Yehuda was a Chacham when he wanted to, which the, the, the Maretz Chayas tells us means even when he was distracted, if he wanted to focus, he was able to be a Chacham. Rabbi Tarifin, he was like a pile of walnuts. We pull out the bottom one, they all fall down. He saw the entire Torah in front of him all entangled. Yomarisha Shapiro was able to answer an entire slew of questions on irrelated topics with one answer because he saw it. it was all one one pile Rabbi Shmuel was like a stacked food store he had everything at his fingertips Rabbi Akiva was like a perfectly categorized storehouse Rabbi Yechanan Ben-Nuri he was like the box of the merchants that had, had everything there whatever you wanted he had every spice whatever you asked for he was holding in every sugir Velazah ben he was like a box of besamim also he had everything at his fingertips Reb Eliezer ben Yaakov's teachings were kava vinoki, clean and organized. He had amazing notes, and we always pass them like him whenever he says something. Rabbi Yoisi, he was nimuka imoi, he was clear and strong. That's why we brought in this old Raisa, and that's why we pass him like him even against two other tanoim. Rabbi Shimon, he would grind a lot and only let a drop leave. What does that mean? Raisa, it means that he would hold on to everything that he learned and digest it, and he only let out the little bit that was unwanted, like the bad flour, the subin. But he contained everything that he wanted to. Rabbi Shimon also told us Talmidim, that listen to, learn from my midas because I got all the best midas from maybe Akiva. Now he said before that if two people are told as shluchim, I want you to tell a cipher to write a get. And I want you to get Mr. A and B to be the signatures, the the the, the adam. So if Huna Amarav says that it's kosher, but don't do that. So Ula tells Ravnachman, some say Ravnachman to Ula, if it's kosher, then why not do it? So he said no, because Rechayshe. Now maybe the wife will just hire adam. The Gemara says, are we really worried about that? And the Bryce said we learn that adam are allowed to sign on a sale of a field or on a get isha, and the Chachamim weren't worried that the wife is going to be hiring Adam, just the signature should be enough. The Gemara answers, it's true, the wife isn't going to do a Misa to interfere, but words, she'll just hire Adam that she would do, and that we are Cheshish for. Next, if someone tells two people to hire a cipher to write a get, and he wants those two people to be the, the signees, the Adam, Rav Chista says that is kosher, but don't do it. Rabbi Baruchina Amar, yeah, Rabbi Baruchina says, it's kosher, and you can do that. Rav Nachman says it's kosher, but don't do it. Rav Sheshit says it's kosher, and you can do it. Rabbi says it's kosher, and don't do it. Rabbi Yosef says it's kosher, and you may do it. Some flip around the sheets. In the next video, we learn. We said in Amisha that if someone tells 10 people to write a get, so the Gemara tells us, if you tell 10 people to write a get and give it to my wife, then one of them writes it, and he's doing it to everybody else. But if he says, I want kulchem ksubo, I want all of you to write it, then one of them writes it, with in the presence of everyone else. If he says, I want you all to bring the get to my wife, then one of them brings it on behest of the other nine. If he says, I want all of you to bring it, 
then all of them need a big beer when that one person delivers. Before I ask, what happens if he singles out every single one? I want you and 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 you to bring the, to, to write and bring the gets. Rav Huna says, counting them out doesn't make it as if he said kulchem. Rav Yechanan says in the name of Rav Loza, that if he does single them out, then that is like he said kulchem. Rav Papa said that they're not arguing. One saying when, it's, it's like he says kulchem, when he singles out every one of them. And the other one says, it's not like kulchem when he only singles out some of them. There is a sheet that flips this around and says that it's, not Kulchem when he singles out everyone, and it is Kulchem when he only singles out someone. Next of Yehudo is Mesakein, and that when someone is appointing many people to make a get, uh, when he says Kulchem, he should clarify and say, Ksuvu, I want you to write it, Oi Kulchem, Oi Kol Echad Ve'echad Minchem, or Chasoimu, when it comes to the signature, sign it, either all of you or any two of you. And then delivering it, either all of you deliver it or one one of you delivers it. Clarify that it's not a requirement for everyone. Because it's a complicated sugya. He's being vague. Don't be vague. So Rava says that that's not a good idea because he might stop after just saying kul chayn and he won't continue and finish saying kul chad min chayn and then it'll end up passing the get. Rather, Rava says he should say this way, there's not a chash that'll stop in the middle. So don't say kulchem. There, there's a chance of getting complications and passing the get. Which began five bladagu discussing the different lashoynos of uh, sending a shliach to go bring a get, having an ish to the kabbalah, having an ish to the halacha. What happens if the shliach messes up his shlichus? So we get a brand new parak that says if someone was possessed by Kurdaikus, a type of a shade. And it, in the throes of his possession, he says to write a get for his wife. That doesn't count. If he said to give it uh, a get to his wife, and then he gets possessed and says, oh no, bring that get back. He backtracks. That doesn't count either. The get continues. It proceeds. We don't listen to what he says under this spell. If someone is a mute, says the Mishnah, and they ask him, should we write a get for your wife? And he nods yes. So we check him three times to make sure that that's actually what he wants. If he says yes to the yes questions and no to the no questions, then you write a get for him. For him. Now the Gemara asks, what is this Kordaikus possession, the shade? So Shmuel says, it happens, it takes over people who drink wine that's fresh out of the press. Right, so why not just say that if someone drinks wine, you know, fresh, brand new wine, then we don't trust his get. Well, what's this whole Kordaikus? Why bring in the shade? We know that the shade will take him over. The Gemara says, no, we, we get to learn a new thing here, that Kordaikos takes over people who drink fresh wine, and we learned his name. The Nafkamina is, when you want to try to get rid of him, you have to know his name for the Kamea. How do you cure someone from this possession? You have to give him red meat, roasted on coals, and some diluted wine. Now, once we're discussing some cures, Abaye brings in some cures from his aim, the woman who raised him, if someone has a fever for one day, he should drink water. Drown a fever. If it's for two days, he should get, he should get his blood let. If it's a three-day fever, then he should have this red meat on coals with diluted wine. If it's a very old fever, then they should bring a black chicken and slice it open length and length. Shave the middle of it. Uh, shave the middle of the head of the sick person and put the chicken on top. And when the blood drips and, and connects with him, you pick him up and put him into water and up into his neck until he weakens and then put him onto a chair. 
If you don't have the, the black chicken, then you can just give him some leek and then put him into the water up to his neck. And when he gets weak in the water, sit him down. So the Gemara says for a fever, the red meat on coals with diluted wine is good. But for chills, for shivers, someone's very cold, like snow, ice, you should have fat meat on coal and undiluted wine. So you have Amram Chasida was, was bothered by the Reish Galusa. He was a Chassid, so they, they, they went out again. And, he once, and, and they once threw him into the snow. So the next day, they said, oh, you, you're so cold from the snow, what can we get you? And he knew whatever he told them, they would get the opposite. So he told them, I want some regular red meat on coals and diluted wine. So they brought him the fat meat on coals and undiluted wine. That was exactly what he needed. That was the cure for the chills. When his wife heard that he had been left in the snow, she brought him to the bathhouse, put him into the water until the water turned red from his red skin. There were blotches all over his skin. Rabbi Yosef, when he had this, the, the, the chills, the fever, he would work at the mill or Sheshis would carry heavy beans. These were both blind Amiroim, so they, they didn't have the cure of seeing the meat being roasted. They had to do this extraneous work. Ravashi said that the work is fantastic because it, it heats up the one who's doing it, and that's a cure for the, the cold. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.